Slam for January 22nd, 2016. We're recording back in the icebox. Of course, a shared space. It's lunchtime, so expect some interruptions, and that's fine. Uh, we just wanted to sit down really quickly and talk about the Royal Rumble card this weekend and Raw this past week. I am Leah. I'm joined by Andrew. Hi. Uh, we are the only two people who've ever been on this podcast, so you should know us by now. Uh, okay, so where do we start, man? I guess we'll start at the Go Home Raw, and I have to be completely honest with you. I thought last week's Raw was the Go Home Raw, and last Sunday was the Royal Rumble. Uh, so I was very shocked to learn Friday night that I would not be watching the Royal Rumble in two days. Uh, and then, in fact, there was still a Raw to go. Uh, and there might as well not have been. Uh, How can they build <laughs> it up any worse? That's right. Well, I'm already, I, I can't get more hyped than I already am. Uh, but let's run it down all the same. Uh, so starting with Raw this past week, uh, we had, of course, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So it started with the... Uh, the video package, as as you would expect from WWE, they pick and choose their holidays that they want to acknowledge. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is one of them. Uh, this was live from Columbus, Ohio, uh, and I'll be taking down the the cards today. Usually, it's this Andrew shtick, but uh, I got the laptop right in front of me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. So, uh, first thing that happens, of course, we have uh, Roman Reigns come out, uh, and he's hella pissed. Of course, if you remember previous week's Raw, he was attacked by Brock Lesnar. And uh, would have been left for dead if he couldn't help himself from sitting up and smiling at him. Uh, so he's, he's waiting for Brock to come out. And uh, Chris Jericho instead comes out wearing a blazer and no shirt. And uh, I, I think the thing to consider here, it, him and Vince in this show, I think there's two ways to read it. Either uh, they're unabashedly, like this is, this is what was written and this is what's happening. Or it's tongue-in-cheek and it's meant to be a throwback. I, I don't know, man. Um, but, but Jericho came out and he's like, listen, I'm going to have the, uh, what, what does he call his thing again? His, his like, oh, the highlight reel. Yeah. The highlight reel, even though he's using the, uh, Ms. TV microphone. I don't know if you noticed that. That was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you did notice that. Cause that you was, told me that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, so he tells, he tells him, Hey, you know what? Why don't you come back later in the show? Uh, when the three favored winners of the Royal Rumble will be present. Uh, and I'm trying to think, Paul Heyman? No, Chris Jericho's referring to himself as but, a feasible winner. But how much of, of an Euro afterthought Rumble. was this? How much of an afterthought did it have to be for them to go, yeah, hey, I'm out here now. Wait, you don't do anything now. We'll do it later. Yeah. Like, that's I, fine. <sighs> Whatever. Building up to Brock Lesnar. That, that's the name of the game. Uh, so, <laughs> the, uh, of course, the League of Nations comes out. Uh, Rusev cuts a pretty funny promo where he says that every day uh, back home is the Royal Rumble. He had to throw people off the bus just to go to school. Uh, and so I, I love Rusev, um, so this 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 really hit hit home for me. Uh, Sheamus and uh, Del Rio, of course, had a back and forth with Chris Jericho about who's stupider or something like that. It kind of droned over me. wasn't really paying attention. Did Wade Barrett get to talk during that? No, that promo. I don't recall, but you know He's what? Injured, even, so even, he even, even, if he, even if he did say anything, yeah, I'm st- I'm sure it was, still would have been forgettable. Yeah, <laughs> he had some bad news. Uh, so. Basically, what comes of this is uh, they do they I guess recall last year when Rusev was the last one eliminated by Roman Reigns to win the Royal Rumble. So Rusev's out for blood. He wants Roman Reigns right here and now. And uh, Jericho commissions a match in which he will be the guest referee and puts on a shirt, which is a little weird. He could have had it under the jacket. The the thing is, he takes the shirt 
from I think it's, uh, it's referee Mike Kyoto. I think that's who Maybe. it was. But yeah. It fits. They, show, they, they, they do a replay <laughs> yeah. during the commercial break, and when, he, he's talking to him, and he just takes the shirt off and gives it to him, and there's this little, little like this smaller yeah. guy. In case you were worried you missed shirt. anything, or you were concerned with the uh, the storytelling, the continuity, <laughs> the continuity. Where did Jericho get that shirt? He wasn't wearing a shirt a moment ago. Uh, so now he's going to guest referee this match, and we have uh, the League of Nations at uh, ringside. Pretty standard match. Uh, Rusev doesn't get the. Uh, the booking he deserves, but all the same, eventually the League of Nations intervenes. Sheamus throws uh, Roman Reigns into the barricade and pulls him out of the ring. Jericho uh, is wise enough to figure out what has happened <laughs> and decides to eject uh, Sheamus fr- from ringside. And Sheamus just goes along with this and leaves. Uh, Jericho goes way over the top, uh, like a, like an umpire throwing a coach out of an MLB uh, game. And, uh, does, and then, you know, every subsequent time he throws somebody out, one of the other league members uh, rises up. I think it was then Del Rio, who's, or, or Wade Barrett, who's yelling at him. And he sends him out and getting more over the top every time. And it, the crowd popped huge uh, for him abusing his power as a guest referee. Well, it was so goofy. He was doing cartwheels. Well, pseudo cartwheels uh, in the Yeah, ring. if you want to call those cartwheels. Yeah. So, uh, you know, eventually it's just Rusev and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, I believe, gets the pinfall uh, after a, probably a, I'm gonna, you know what? I don't remember exactly, but I'm gonna say it was a Superman punch followed by a spear. Uh, and I think I'm pretty safe in, uh, in claiming that. Let's, uh, let's mosey on down a little bit here. Uh, next up, we have Brie Bella with Alicia Fox versus Natalia and Paige. And this is Natalia's first, uh, appearance on, uh, on WWE television since I believe she, she turned an ankle or something like that. And yeah. uh, this basically boiled down to a big commercial for Total Divas, which I'll get into in a moment, uh, which was airing the, the following day. The clip they decided to show was uh, Paige uh, talking about how Alicia Fox has unfollowed her on all social media, and they left it at that, which was not something that was present in the first episode of Total Divas of the season. And there was actually a, a lot deeper things going on in that first episode. It actually detailed uh, Japan when they went to do the Japanese house show. Oh, okay. And it was uh, during when... Du- we'll get into Total Divas after this. Anyways... <laughs> Uh, that's what this basically boiled down to. Brie Bella commanded the match, uh, was really taking the fight to Natalia. Natalia got a burst of strength and sharpshooted her, and the match was over in a minute or something like that. It was real quick. It was like forty-five seconds. It was absolutely yeah. short. I mean, you don't. Uh, really, you, once again, you we get stiffed on at least one out of the two ladies who can actually is, wrestle. I guess Paige is now a face. Like she now that she's removed they're from trying. The, Be- the Becky and Charlotte thing. They're, they're trying hard, but I, I still don't. I, I still don't believe it. Uh, so, I, I can't swallow that. So yeah. Uh, N- Natalia's easily one of the better workers they have, so hopefully they, they utilize her in some way if she is healthy and, and able to to wrestle. Uh, next up, we have the Wyatt family with Braun Strowman, uh, which is actually incorrect because it's technically Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, and Braun Strowman, uh, versus the Dudley Boys and Ryback. <laughs> Who's apparently um, not part of the uh, social outcasts. No, he's not part of anything. He's barely part of the show, arguably. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, pretty... Uh, Man, we we've said it we've said it before, and we'll say it again. And the Whites, of course, show up at the end of the show. But Luke Harper is amazing. Uh, he arguably, from from a charisma point of view, is kind of on on par with Bray Wyatt for me now. Even if he's he's less on the mic, so to speak. Uh, so the the Dudleys, who are now basically jobbers uh, to any other faction in the WWE, and Ryback. Uh, what is actually ends up happening? It's pinfall. The Wyatt family wins. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of that. Next up, we have Big Show versus Heath Slater. The Go Make a Sandwich match. Okay, you know what? I, I, I was critiquing the social outcasts for the stupidity of their, you know, their mic work and all that. Yeah. This week, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the reasoning behind that was because they pulled the mic from, like, from 
the previous uh, person that yeah. was doing the promo work. And Bo didn't even get a chance to talk. So kind of the joke being that, hey, we're all these losers who are now together on a team, but we're still out for ourselves, which is something that they couldn't understand with the Divas Revolution, strangely <laughs> enough. Uh, so yeah, you got Heath Slater versus, versus the old Big Show. Big Show is kept strong in this, and of course, uh, is not going to lose to Heath Slater, uh, and, and wins the match. And of course, this led to uh, some Twitter heat. I don't know if you've been following this, Andrew, at all. No, I'm, been, I'm having just, McDonald's I'm, delivered to him in the middle of the podcast. No, I, 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 missed, I, I missed that. I, I legitimately missed that. What happened? Well, I, you know, I'm never one to miss Kevin Owens feuding with anyone on social media. Uh, basically, in this particular case, the winner of uh, Tough Enough, who, forgive me, uh, Josh, was it? Uh, the foot, Josh, oh! Josh Brettel, I believe is his name. Uh, he's now working under the ring name of Bronson Matthews. Basically, he tweeted out... Um, where, where is it exactly? I don't want to, you know, I don't want to misquote this gentleman. Uh, yep, I like it. Hashtag social jobbers. And Kevin Owens apparently took some uh, offense to that, as he is kin to do. Uh, the former Intercontinental Champion quoted Brendel's tweet and posted, Look at the veteran here with the fancy insider terms. Afterwards, Owens uh, then admitted that he blocked the Tough Enough winner and said he felt great doing so. <laughs> Brendel <then> quickly <laughs> removed his initial tweet and then posted, Lol. After finding out uh, about Lo- Owens blocking him, one fan on Twitter replied to Owens saying that Brettel uh, should respect his peers, to which Owens replied uh, with, he is not our peer. Things could be a bit awkward in the locker room if these two ever go head-to-head. And this is on the heels, Royal Rumble spoiler, but not a really important one, that uh, this a-hole will be in the Rumble. Uh, this The Tough Enough winner. How? This is being reported yesterday on the, uh, you know, Cross promotion here. The Brian and Vinny show revealed that WWE Tough Enough winner Josh Brettel, who's going by the name of Bronson Matthews in NXT, will be in the 2016 Royal Rumble in, match. In what, in what capacity could he rightfully be involved? I mean, as a pre-show, maybe, but he's, he hasn't even made himself known on NXT yet. So the, the whole issue with bringing people up from NXT for a Rumble debut uh, is that unless you're going to make them go all the way... Uh, it's actually kind of a terrible debut, and that was kind of where people were sitting on AJ Styles. Well, he would pop huge, especially in Orlando, uh, at a Royal Rumble. Oh, if someone's drilling in a toilet downstairs. We can never, we can't get a break. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, he would pop huge in the Rumble. Admittedly, uh, he he's probably not part of the storyline. They're probably not positioning him to just win the title in his debut, or maybe they are. I don't, I don't know. I think it's too much to ask, really. Because you, you, you can't, you can't just come into the company and win. Yes, that can happen, but then, yeah, who would he feud with? Who would who would resent that? I mean, I just, it just wouldn't work. And yeah. I understand that, and he, he'd have a way bigger pop and anticipation for the Raw after the Rumble, especially considering there's a chance of a new champion being crowned. So. Especially if you're going to roll him out as it's like it's the Bullet Club rolling in and taking over. Uh, yeah, you're well, better off waiting. Obviously, well, they've, they've so. copyrighted the Baylor Club. Oh, really? Yep, they've copyrighted Baylor Club. That's bad, though, and a lot of people won't get the jo- the joke, which there isn't one, but won't get the, the reference, so... Well, okay. they, they have been selling... Bullet Club is owned by yeah. New Japan, obviously. Okay, well, and they, they got been, the shirts. They've been selling Baylor Club shirts, and people have been buying them, so... All right. Maybe maybe uh, maybe Finn Baylor's going to make his jump. We'll see. He, maybe he wins the Rumble. I mean, there, there, are, <laughs> there, are, there are suitable... Maybe uh, he wins the Rumble and fights Undertaker. That'd be interesting. People always want to see Undertaker and Baylor as a team. Is what? It, it, that's like always been the the uh, scuttlebutt, so to speak. Is that you want to see if you're going to bring Baylor up and associated with him, like so make him on a team with? So the, 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 the phenom, the demon, would be paired with the man with inner demons. Yes. 
huh. De- demons is the keyword. <laughs> you do a keyword search. Who can we put on a team together? Uh, so after this, we had Tamina come out with Naomi uh, versus Becky Lynch. All right, match. Becky Lynch is uh, definitely getting over. Like she's oh yeah. People are into her now in a way that they were completely silent before. Tamina gets to wrestle in a one-on-one match. Sure. Like this is kind of you know it's not great yet, but this is what we've been asking for is enough of the teams and the 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 tag team matches and the triple threats and whatnot just. Let everybody have their day and well, the fact see that it, who emerges. The fact that it actually came from Tamina is what, what impresses me. Yeah. She's, she's good in the ring. Like, she's big and intimidating compared to the other girls. So, good for her. How was, how was your burger, Andrew? Good. Delicious. Uh, Becky Lynch wins this, of course. And uh, then, I believe, she calls out Divas Champion. Uh, of course, Charlotte and Ric Flair are at ringside because they needed to be on the show somehow. Uh, and uh, when Charlotte basically more or less gives her the cold shoulder and doesn't appear like she will be... Uh, you know, accepting her challenge at the Royal Rumble. Becky Lynch calls out Ric Flair and says, you know, he is someone who would never, you know, stand down from a challenge. And he accepts, on behalf of Charlotte, uh, the Divas Championship match at Royal Rumble. So you'll see Becky versus Charlotte. Um, really, really impressed with Becky Lynch's mic work and the way she's uh, conducting herself. Okay, it, so we have to talk about that because at her, when she first came into the WWE, she by far had the worst scripted lines written for her. Uh, the things she would go on about. There was that one Miz TV segment. I don't know if I don't know exactly when it. Where she was, lost it. Where she was talking about dinosaurs or some crap. Yeah. Like it was just like what the. This seems much more natural, uh, and she seems much more into it. Whether she's being allowed to improvise a little more or is just more into what her her character's position right now, uh, it, we don't know. But it's better. It's definitely better. Oh, way better. Yeah. I'm, if I'm, if it was an F before, it's a it's a C minus now. And you know what? I, I think <laughs> I think that Charlotte's lucky that her dad is there. Yeah, because her mic work isn't isn't as isn't as good. As she a seems fluid much as more a, comfortable with him yeah. as a crutch, uh, even when he's slowly shimmying across the front of the ring when she's waiting to do her cartwheel. Uh, maybe her and Chris Jericho need to have a moment backstage so she can show him how to really like you know do a proper. Proper cartwheel. So next up, Kevin Owens is on commentary, and it's Dean Ambrose and Kalisto versus Sheamus and Alberto Del Rio with King Barrett. He's still King Barrett (laughs) at ringside. Uh, This is kind of neat. Dean Ambrose and Kalisto kind of... Dean Ambrose multiple times in the match kind of used Callisto like he slammed him down on I think Sheamus at one point in the match. Yeah. Uh, And kind of for like a a mismatch like this uh, to show that they're actually acknowledging that, hey, these are two people that, that don't tag and probably won't again. Uh, the, we're just towing the line because we have won too many Raws until the Royal Rumble. <laughs> uh, this was an okay match. And uh, again, Dean Ambrose, there's nothing wrong with Dean Ambrose, especially as a champion. Unfortunately, when he loses that title, I don't know how relevant he stays unless they have bigger plans for him. But I'm liking the Intercontinental picture right now because Kevin Owens is in it. And he's he's one of the best parts of the show week in it's, week out. So. It, it, it's comfortable, and he's the only established heel. I mean, I mean, you heard it earlier on Twitter, whether it was yeah. staged or not. Apparently, Dolph Ziggler is uh, the top heel in the company, or something like that. They keep saying, uh, which brings me to my next point about Tyler Breeze. Apparently, left a taping early, and uh, everybody backstage was giving him heat over that. Uh, either that he's frustrated as to the put, like his pushes being I, over and whatnot, and rightfully so, he oh, should yeah. be. But in the in the business as it is. When you consider what you're doing, it's basically like leaving early from any job when it doesn't quite go your way. Uh, you got to stick it through, man, and hope. You know, what sucks is it's not entirely up to him. It's not up to him to be Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the failing of Vince McMahon and the, the company and the push he's gotten with the character he's gotten. And it sucks. It's a shitty, well, shitty situation. But Well, I mean, I mean, it was, it was just reported. Well, not really reported, but looking at a, uh, a live NXT schedule. 
uh, Triple H was trying to sell tickets on Twitter. And, uh, sorry, Neville. Yeah. Neville was on the schedule for an NXT, for NXT taping. Yeah. Well, didn't Kevin Owens show up at a recent NXT event as well? I think he showed up to call it Sami Zayn at some point in a, on a recent taping. Was I, it recent? I think it was a couple weeks ago. I could easily look this up, but I'm just not going to. Uh, winner Sheamus and Alberto Del Rio by pinfall. Sheamus getting the pin on uh, Kalisto, if I remember correctly. Uh, Jay Uso with Jimmy Uso versus Big E, Xavier Woods, and Kofi Kingston. Of course, preceding this, uh, they were having a wake for the trombone. They had it in like a velvet case open. There was a picture of Xavier playing it. Uh, Xavier was uh, heartbroken. He he wanted you know yelling take me. Poor Francesca. Everything about this segment was fantastic. This this size of a segment is what the New Day should be doing week in week out. They don't need more than this. Keep them special at this point. Uh, they're on point. Every, you know, they really have good chemistry together. Xavier says, "You know what, Francisco would have wanted is is Biggie to go out and uh, and avenge her, basically." Um, so yeah, we have a singles match. Uh, which consists of Jey Uso versus Big E, uh, and then they fight. Uh, this this was definitely a match that I, I I jumped forward in a little bit. I watched Raw late this week, and I definitely wanted to, to get to the end uh, before before recording this. So Big E does get the the win, and that will be your tag champion match at World Rumble. Will be uh, the Usos and New Day. Never seen this before. Remember Lost Matadores? What happened? <laughs> Next up. I don't know what the hell. So they cut to Mark Henry, Neville, Titus O'Neil, and R-Truth. Rather, Neville's not there at first, and they're talking about having a dream and winning the Royal Rumble. Uh, Neville comes and puts his hand in, too, and they accept him. Uh, it would be funnier if they just jumped him. Like, <laughs> he came into the locker room, and they just started beating the crap out of him. Uh, that's not what happens. And uh, <laughs> anyways, then it cuts to the League of Nations, who is just standing single profile in the back, laughing and doing crazy gestures with their arms. And you're expecting them to maybe have a promo or something, and no... Uh, they're just hanging. They're just showing that they're hanging out together, because um, it's hard to write dialogue, <laughs> so, especially um, when you when you when you thought uh, the rumble was a week before. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now, again, a little disjointed. This now makes sense that Titus O'Neil, R Truth, and Mark Henry and Neville are on a team in a four versus four tag against Stardust, The Ascension, Tyler, and Tyler Breeze. So you maybe know why Tyler Breeze is leaving early when he's he's teamed up with Stardust and The Ascension. Uh, I think there's something to be done there with those four characters, really. When you consider their gimmicks, if you were to re-roll out... Stardust is kind of separate from this, because Stardust has potential. Well, Stardust and Ascension had kind of been a thing before, and then they got rewound, and they got bro- they, they're not broken up. Yeah, with the Cosmic Wasteland, and Stardust got a cape. And then, yeah. all of a sudden, now Tyler Breeze is in it. I mean, it, I don't know if he'd fit in, but Ascension yeah. and Stardust, sure, they could, they could be a group. Winners by Pinfall, of course, goes to the faces in uh, Titus, R-Truth, Mark... Uh, Mark Henry and Neville. Hey, a Mark Henry sighting on Raw. You don't get a lot of those. Uh, the highlight reel is up next with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, of course. Roman Reigns uh, interrupts Brock Lesnar's music, which is kind of interesting. Uh, comes to the ring. You know, they have, they have words. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. And then, of course, the League of Nations shows up to jump uh, both Reigns and Lesnar. Uh, Lesnar... You know, fights back to a certain point, doing doing that shtick I like, where he like, kind of no sells half of it. Um, takes them out. The Wyatts show up, uh, proceed to beat the crap out of Reigns and Brock Lesnar, uh, setting themselves up, I guess, as four heels versus one face in Brock Lesnar, and that is how the match ends. It's the rain. it's not a match. It's a it's the highlight. Like, it's real the rarely seen heel push. Yes, and 
when's the last time we actually saw the Wyatts get a push? And the Wyatts were really on point here. Uh, but my whole problem, as I explained to you earlier this week, is I don't believe Bray Wyatt uh, and his motivation to want the double... He seems so beyond... He just seems like a vengeful spirit in the WWE. And, like, the idea of getting a belt or a championship to him doesn't really make sense. Like, it seems superficial well, to his character. I'm spitting everywhere. Uh, superficial to his character. Uh, but well, the thing he, he says is he, he kneels over Brock Lesnar in the final scene of Raw and says, the, the Royal Rumble is mine. And it's like, okay. D- sure. It's his first showing of dominance in the WWE in, in, instead of uh, everybody else. And he's dangerous. He's got like these three tall mofos with him. Uh, Luke Harper's fantastic and was fantastic in both segments he was featured in in this Raw. Um, and I hope that dude eventually gets a singles push at some time, uh, even well, even as his current gimmick, because it's hilarious. Well, they've, they've tried before, but it, yeah. he, just, he just found himself back. Braun Strowman added roaring to his repertoire as he uh, uh, continuously just screamed during this last segment. Uh, Eric Rowan, of course, the silent sheep, I guess, just kind of <laughs> standing there with his big red beard kicking people in the face. The so. forgotten brother. Uh, so that's Raw. And again, I, I usually sit down and watch every minute of Raw. I know. I know. Uh, without commercials, it's not too bad. It's only in two hours and 15 minutes. Anyways, uh, let's talk about Total Divas very briefly. Uh, we only have so much time here. We are on the clock, so to speak. Uh, but Total Divas kicked off, of course. Uh, the cliffhanger of the last season was Dolph Ziggler, or Nick, as he's known in, on his license. Nicky. Uh, is Nick and Nicky, that's right, is hitting on Nikki Bella uh, as he's caught wind that John Cena will not give her marriage and kids. Uh, if you've watched the previews for Total Divas, you know at some point this season John Cena uh, does open up the possibility of marriage with Nikki Bella. And if you haven't watched Total Divas uh, at any time or know anything about John Cena, he had a very messy divorce in his past, uh, which was a, a apparently a hell on earth for him. And he's done away with the uh, the conventions of marriage and and having kids and whatnot. He's uh, their relationship's very genuine. They seem to be two people that are really into one another and will continue that way forever. But Nikki uh, is a little little more traditional and would like marriage. And this is funny that we're bringing this up on a wrestling podcast. <laughs> uh, but basically it takes place during their trip to Japan. One of the subplots in here, of course, is that Paige uh, is engaged to her boyfriend who's from some band. And is, she, is she actually? She, she doesn't want to be. And in this episode, they actually she actually finally tells him. Uh, her mom, she, she hasn't told him this whole trip. She keeps balking, like, getting him alone and actually telling him she's not, w- not wanting to get married at this time. Her mom calls her mom, who is, in, in her own right, a prolific figure in, in wrestling, at least in Great Britain. Um, or the UK, as it's known now. Uh, <laughs> calls and leaves a voicemail where she's angry that Paige hasn't called her to say she's engaged. And that's because Paige hasn't told her, because Paige doesn't truly feel like she is uh, Nikki and Cena kind of make up at the end where Cena's not really upset. He, he basically it comes from a place of trust. He trusts Nikki that she, she wouldn't go after Dolph Ziggler. And uh, Nikki, I think, was expecting him to walk up to Dolph Ziggler and punch him in the face or something. But ultimately, this isn't high school. This is a business. Uh, and you're talking about a man who makes $10 million a year who's not just going to go around punching other people in the company. <laughs> uh, but Total Divas, listen... You have a myriad of shows now on the network that show you the behind the scenes, uh, be it Tough Enough, Breaking Ground, uh, that show you kind of how wrestling works. Total Divas is maybe the only show that shows you some of the grit from uh, the actual product, like WWE seeing behind the stage at, at tapings of Raw and SmackDown 
Uh, we also, of course, get to see Tyson Kidd here, who's in a neck brace. Uh, and they go into his injury a little bit and and, uh, and what it'll take to repair it. And, uh, and he's bummed out and everything, of course. And we later learn that Natalia's hurt as well. So uh, they're featured in the show. Uh, Daniel Bryan, of course, is, is moping around as he, he cannot wrestle. Uh, Brie Bella keeps trying to set him up all these like crazy business ventures, ventures to keep him busy while he's not wrestling. And he doesn't like that. Wrestling is his passion. And if he can't wrestle until he knows that wrestling is truly off the table for him, uh, that is his entire focus. And uh, we learned this week that he was meeting with a doctor. And uh, rumor mill was it was a WWE doctor maybe to get cleared for the Royal Rumble. Everybody hoped. And as we mentioned last last podcast, in the dire straits that they are in, if they were willing to give this dude another chance in the ring, it would have happened already. And sure enough, he was being, being cleared by another outside doctor. Uh, maybe as a final push to send a letter, an e- <laughs> send a, a, an email off to Stephanie McMahon to be like, listen, I've been cleared by four or five doctors now. Put me in the ring. Uh, and WWE is just just not having it. And of course, WWE is embroiled in many concussion uh, lawsuits right now. Like it's it's not out of nothing. They they are concerned for their talent uh, and someone who's as prone to concussions. Of course, you look at other sports, hockey, for example. A lot of these guys, are, Sidney Crosby, as a as a big name up there, probably shouldn't still be playing the sport uh, at the level they are. But what you gonna do? And it's his passion. He wants to do it. If he, you're going to get him to sign something to say, hey, man, you don't sue us if your head blows up, then maybe put him in. Like, it's a it's a good choice. What do all of the boyfriends or husbands of the Divas have in common? They're all hurt. At this point, yeah. Every single one of them are hurt. So maybe what's, it's what's truly the, what's sex the injuries. No, <laughs> <laughs> they were tumbling around a little too hard. Uh, so that, that was Total Divas. And that's a show that I do recommend. I've watched every single episode. And as someone... it. It's trashy in in all the ways you want it to be, and sincere in a way that you are not expecting it to be. And you're also it's genuine. The, you'll, you'll find out the real reasons to why everybody boos even Marie. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, she was not featured in the first episode, but they did show coming up on Untold Divas that she will be appearing. And uh, yeah, apparently her and the Bellas are actually genuinely like on good terms outside of of wrestling and whatnot. So it'd be interesting to see. And of course we have to wait to see this page Alicia Fox social media thing. So <laughs> got to blow up. Let's quickly go over the Royal Rumble card one last time before the show happens in two days from now. Uh, when you hear this, it might very well actually be tomorrow morning when I post this. So it might be Saturday. Some listening going into the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Here's the full match card. We have a kickoff match. It is no longer the U S title match between Callisto and Alberto Del Rio. Instead, it'll be a fail four way Rumble qualifier featuring Darren Young, who's okay to fight, apparently. He, he's been injured up till yeah. now. Uh, Damian Sandow, who was presumed dead. Uh, <laughs> the Dudley Boys, which is... They're a team. Uh, the Ascension, Mark Henry, and Jack Swagger. How this is a fatal four-way Rumble qualifier, I don't know, with this many people in it. That's what this website says. Uh, Mark I, I, Henry. I, <laughs> Mark Henry wins. You think so? Yeah. Yes. And then this he, is his last Rumble. This oh, is this yeah. is the way he gets into the rumble, believably, and then he can be eliminated. At- Vince, you know, and Vince loves his monsters. He loves putting the big guys in the rumble. Yeah. So I'm saying Mark Henry goes over here, uh, but it's it's nice to see Damian Sandow. He can't catch a break. That poor soul. He just can't <laughs> catch a break. Not even on the social outcasts. Uh, to kick off the show itself at large, apparently we're going to see Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Of course, any of this can change uh, before the pay per view. Uh, but the Divas Championship match leads the pack. Um, who do you think wins this one, Andrew? Let's get some predictions in here. This is the whole point of this entire podcast. We're 40 minutes in. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. You know, honestly, I really think it's going to be Becky Lynch. I don't, I, I, Charlotte has no reason to lose the title. Do you think they're positioning I, uh, a like Bailey 
to come into main, the Mania picture, or Nikki Bella is back and takes it from Becky, or... Well, I, I think I think Nikki's going to be up for a little bit longer, and it, it, to get her in that, that view so quickly, I, I, I think it'll be too soon. But I mean, do you see Charlotte and Becky Lynch as your Divas Champion match at WrestleMania? Those two. You know, personally, I know I would rather see yeah. Sasha Banks, but that's just me. I'm a Sasha Banks fan. Do you think... I think, I think she's the best in the company right now, but... I mean, what? It's really hard to tell because they're they're going in circles in the mm. division right now, and you're really it's really hard to tell where we're going to end up. Because I mean, did, did I really see Becky Lynch and Charlotte going at it when Paige was? I mean, I, I, at the time, I didn't really know she had a concussion. Yeah. But did I think that these two would be going for the title at the Rumble? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, they got there. If this was any other pay per view, this is a believable Divas Championship yeah. match. But the problem is, they've already done false endings. They've done Ric Flair cheating at the side of the ring. Uh, to, they, to put, they, they, they haven't Charlotte done a submission over. match. How do they not have a submission match? She's been talking yep. about how she's going to break her arm. Make it a submission match. We'll see. It, it's it's just a simple the simple match booking here. Uh, ba- based on the build up, I think maybe Becky Lynch takes it here, loses it again at Fastlane, Fastlane and then the Mania. the Mania is the replay of this match. Uh, the, yeah, tag team champion match after that is the Usos versus the New Day. This is kind of a toss-up, because the New Day, admittedly, is a way bigger pull as far as entertainment is concerned for the WWE, but the Usos are the Slammy Award-winning Tag Team of the Year. I'm going to say New Day. You're saying New Day Hand, retains? Hands, hands down, New Day retains. All right. I, that's what I'm hoping happens. I, I'm not a huge fan of the Usos. I don't buy into that. Uh, next up, we have the Intercontinental t- uh, title match, which is Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose in a last-man-standing match. You have to beat your opponent to a pulp to the point where they cannot stand up for a 10-count. Uh, this should be good. <laughs> and, and this is this is happening before the rumble, right? Yeah, everything happens before the rumble. Okay, yeah, because there's no championship. Match. Okay, so yeah. in the, so in this case, yeah. I'm going to say Ambrose wins. Okay, because then Kevin Owens is poised exactly. to do something better in the rumble. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, fair enough. That's going to be a hell of a match, though. That should be a good match. They're, anyway, they're, they're so. two great performers. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be everything we want out of this match. Yeah, I don't see a downside. Uh, is it is it no disqualification in a last man standing? Can you use like tables and what and like put them through an announce table go outside the well, ring? How would you how would you lose? You'd be the person to do a pull up to get up and yeah. Because if you're standing outside the ring, like is there's there no, count outs? No I don't. It's, okay. no, it's no DQ. It's just go at it. Hopefully, someone can explain us to this this at the pay per view. But uh, as as previous weeks have have shown with a one verse all match, <laughs> they're not really good at really kind of uh, nailing down. Which what, was what a match. Which was I'm rewinding a little bit, but that's what part of the problem with Raw. Because this is truly the one versus all match. Well, yeah. now, okay, now now we're. Do you just mean the rumble? Because you could yeah. have had his rumble had a rumble on the on Raw, and it could have been the same thing. Yeah, or like a ten so, man rumble with yeah. Roman Reigns in first. That that's essentially what you had, anyways. Yeah. Anyways, U.S. title match follows that. It's Kalisto versus Del Rio. Uh, I would imagine Kalisto takes it back here. Really? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to think that too. I'm, I'm going I'm to side with that too because I was the person that's saying, "Oh man, they're finally pushing a, a smaller person, a la Rey Mysterio, not quite to the WWE title yeah. at the time, but they're going to push someone." Uh, and they, Sin Cara is apparently someone. also pretty close to good to go. So the oh, other yeah. the other thing you have to consider is do uh, do follow me here. Yeah. Do the do the Usos win the tag championship and the and the WrestleMania tag picture excludes the New Day and is instead Lucha Dragons? Yeah. See the other the other dream booking in my mind for for WrestleMania, which would be like, or oh, I just want to see this match at Fastlane. Is you know the New Day is kind of like cool with Lesnar, or at yeah. least they're like they were with Seth Rollins, or they kind of like they hooked their wagon to to you know whoever's hot is Brock Lesnar and the New Day versus the Wyatts would be a match <laughs> I would be totally down with the 
the uh, the character clash between Brock Lesnar having to team up with New Day could be absolutely incredible, especially if Paul Heyman's involved too. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so maybe Kalisto does. Alberto Del Rio goes over here with the U.S. Championship, moves on to another program. Kalisto and Sin Cara then take on the Usos in in and they build up to a a, a ladder match at. WrestleMania? I, I, would, I would see if, if Sankara's coming back if, if Kalisto did win there'd be nothing for the Lucha Dragons to do no so I could, I could totally see them he, him losing the match and them going back in the, in the tag title it adds credibility to Kalisto who could then go to uh, you know back to the tag tag division with some more credibility I don't know uh, I like Kalisto I think he's, I he's super cool Del Rio also did some pretty sweet stuff I don't know if you watched him do the kick off the table he kicked off the announce table uh, I believe to boot Dean Ambrose in the face, yep. which yep. was one of many cool spots. Like that guy's capable of some things. Uh, that it'd be nice to see him work with someone like a Cesaro, and we could see some some hellacious matches. So, which he does. Cesaro has no idea when he's he's back. No, and it's Randy Orton is done forever. We'll see. Like, <laughs> who knows? Uh, and then of course the Royal Rumble. Uh, I do have the Rumble odds. If you're uh, if you're all interested, odds as of January uh, twenty, Triple H is sitting at a plus uh, one hundred and fifteen. Roman Reigns one eighty. Brock Lesnar at three hundred. Uh, Bray Wyatt is plus fifteen hundred. Really, The Rock is at sixteen hundred. Daniel Bryan is listed in uh, in. You could bet on Daniel Bryan winning the Rumble, even though he's probably not in there. Um, the uh, yeah, Vince or Shane McMahon is on here. <laughs> Shane, with actual no, odds. No. Uh, Cesaro appears. Ryback, Braun Strowman. Uh, Randy Orton also appears on here. Finn, Finn Balor shows up on here. Uh, Undertaker, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, is Owens on there? Uh, Owens is definitely on here. He's about middle of the pack. Oh, okay. Him and Dean Ambrose are tied as uh, Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan, according to the the odds, is a, is a better, better chance of winning the Rumble than either of those two guys. I'm I, in, in my case, I'm, I'm definitely just going to go out on a limb. Maybe this is a bit of favoritism, but I'd go with Owens to win. Uh, really? Yeah, I, I would. Because that's kind of like it, that's removed from the entire picture of of what I know. But Triple H wins this role. I, I know, but that, yeah. that, like I, I don't want to think it's. I don't want to hope and think that it's going to be that simple. Yep, I, re- I really don't. And they need they need someone with a bit of you know charisma and, and that that heel factor. And so right weird, now, Owens of course, has the it. weird positioning of this, and I, I have to actually apologize. We have been saying since they announced that this will be for the title. That uh, the title has never been defended in a Royal Rumble, and I keep saying, "Well, in 1992, it was it was part of the Royal Rumble, but in that case, it was a vacant title. This is the first time that anyone has defended a title in a Royal Rumble match, especially coming in at number one. <laughs> uh, but of course, it is Roman Reigns who has the record high of eliminations in a single Royal Rumble last year with 12, or he 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 surpassed Kane by one. Kane has the most of all time with like 42 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyways. So uh, we'll see. I think I think the program with with the way they've kept Triple H out of the public eye uh, for the month leading up to it, with Vince McMahon taking over, uh, I, I truly believe that that that's just that's it, man. Uh, the thing we didn't talk about is Vince McMahon trying to open up the. Okay, so they did a spot in here where they were going to announce Roman Reigns would be entering at number one, which was very similar to the Steve Austin spot, except in this case it wasn't a number that was being drawn; it was a name. Uh, so Vince McMahon and Stephanie come out with the 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 the. the, ow, the what do you call it? I'm the not Tumblr. even sure that oh, Tumblr is probably the best bet. And they're in these like plastic gotcha ball things that Vince McMahon cannot open. And he's straining so hard that you want to believe it's, he's actually putting it on. That he's not he's not actually having this much trouble. We saw his pythons a couple weeks ago, man. This guy grew up a man in half. Uh, but he, he repeatedly had to hand this thing to Stephanie, which made it very disjointed and fell completely flat. Because the joke, of course, is that Roman Reigns is every... 
entry in this tumbler that no matter what he pulls out, Roman Reigns will be the first entrant. But it doesn't come across because there's so much shtick going on uh, during during this segment. So that was terrible. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't cringeworthy though because Vince McMahon sort of like I felt like he was in on it. Like I I couldn't understand if it was a joke. Or legitimately, this old man could not open these plastic balls on live television and had to hand them off to his daughter. I thought it was funny, but it was just, it was still really sad. Really, 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 really sad. <laughs> <laughs> Made me sad. Getting old sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, so there's a lot of, you know... Apparently, Undertaker has been training for Mania. The dude's deadlifting over 400 pounds. That's, really? Yeah. That's, uh, you know... He doesn't want to collapse when he, he heads back to the to the room after Mania. So we'll we'll see what happens, man. That's the that's the Rumble predictions as we see it. Uh, this is a shorter episode than than most, but we do plan to actually record something Sunday night after the Rumble, uh, be it in a really loud room or shortly afterwards. So uh, look look for that. Uh, I know we got a big big group coming together, which is fun. Uh, yeah, for, for the Rumble, number of people. So that's that. If you're not into wrestling. Like if you or if, or if you for some reason are listening to this, but you don't watch the wrestling product, you're just curious as to what's happening. Uh, I do highly recommend somehow getting your hands on the Royal Rumble. It is a good place to start uh, a year, uh, more so than WrestleMania or, or SummerSlam. The Royal Rumble is a place where uh, you know we're setting up for the road to WrestleMania. This is the first Sunday leading up into the storylines of what will become the biggest WrestleMania of all time. They're hoping, uh, so check it out. Should be pretty good. The Royal Rumble is always entertaining. There's always something in a Royal Rumble. Uh, to, to to keep you hooked. Oh yeah, at well, least you hope so. <laughs> whether it's legends or anything else, yeah. Or Rusev hiding under the ring. Curtis Axel never truly being eliminated. <laughs> what controversy will strike this year? Curtis Axel wasn't on the Vegas odds. I guess Aww. he's not. He's not going to do it. And, and if he won, yeah. If he won, Curtis Axel's in the Rumble. He's got to be. They they at least they got thirty slots slots to fill. Man, they're going to well, put that guy in. Well, usually they slot some outcasts in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, you can interact with the show uh, anywhere you can comment on our show. Please subscribe on iTunes. Turn-based attacks where you can find it. Otherwise, search Sultans of Slam. That should work as well. Lee at Tits of the Iceberg or Turn-based Attack. You can reach us at on Twitter at Turn-based Attack. This is the Sultans of Slam. And welcome to the jam. Come on and slam.